you know, as uh, proclaiming the gospel, I heard a little baby cry, and then I heard another cry, then I heard another one. I'm absolutely convinced they have a conversation. There's a code. There's a baby code. And one's probably saying, boy, I wish mom would get my diaper changed. There's probably another one saying, yeah, I, I, you know, where's the bottle? And the third saying, oh, when is this guy going to shut up? <clears throat> Our gospel... <laughs> Hey, it's life, you know. <laughs> Our gospel reading from St. John continues in the sixth chapter. And so far, we've seen how the crowd marveled at being miraculously fed with five loaves of barley bread and two fish. How they called Jesus the prophet and were ready to take him off and make him their king. We saw how when the spiritual high of the miracle faded which it always does, they called him what? Rabbi. Prophet? Rabbi. And when Jesus challenged him to have faith in him, they called him what? Sir. Then we saw how the crowd murmured, the Greek meaning to utter words of sullen discontent, because they knew with absolute certitude that Joseph was Jesus' father, which meant they knew nothing of Jesus' origin. When people substitute their theories, their opinions, their feelings for God's truth, it will always lead to personal, communal, and even institutional failure. We saw that Jesus would not back down. He would not soft-pedal his words, that he is who he says he is, the I am, the ego imi, the ea asher ea, the I am who I am, the God who revealed himself to Moses. Jesus cannot be untrue to his nature, he cannot stoop to the level of our expectations or be boxed in by the limits of our minds. But he can and he does if we accept the grace offered to raise us up to his level, be drawn beyond our limitations to the beauty of truth, however mysterious and incomprehensible it may be. And today we see the people descend even further into their resistance to the truth. Last week they murmured when Jesus used the divine name, the I am, to describe himself as the bread of life. Now they quarreled among themselves. The Greek literally translates as they fought. Jesus was polarizing because he refused to be compromising. He was divisive because he is the truth of God in human flesh and fallen man then and today wants no truth other than what he thinks the truth ought to be. But why were they fighting among themselves? For the same reason Christians do today. Uh, Jesus is speaking symbolically, 
It's insane to think that bread becomes his flesh. That's disgusting. We're not cannibals. I was raised in that tradition. Oh, he means what he says. And that means he's nuts. No, he, he means what he says precisely because he is God. Put all the miracles together. What other conclusion is there? No, no, no. He's pointing to something different, and we need to be patient. We need to study and examine his words more carefully. Surely there's a middle ground we can find and we can all be comfortable with. They, like so many today, found the truth, the reality of Jesus as the I am who I am, to be just too much for them. Jesus made it absolutely clear, again, without any effort to soft-pedal his words or compromise, Amen, amen, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you do not have life within you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him on the last day. There's nothing cushy here. These are not the words of symbol. And to drive home the point, Jesus adds, for my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Now, what does he mean by that word true? The Greek of the gospel uses the word alithis. It carries several meanings. To be worthy of credit, to be genuine, to be true, to be reliable, to be real. His flesh is genuine, true, reliable, real food. His blood is genuine, true, reliable, real drink. Now, how is such a thing possible? Because the Father who sent him is the source of all truth, the source of all reality. And since the Son is one in being with the Father, it is in the Son's very nature to speak the truth, to speak the words of reality. He cannot do otherwise. And it is because his flesh and blood are genuine, true, reliable, and real. But the one who consumes the holy gifts in faith can have absolute confidence in Jesus' promise of another reality. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. You get the sense that the people are dumbfounded, confused, frustrated, not knowing what to think. And then something horrible happened. Predictable, but horrible. It had to have been one of the low points in Jesus' earthly ministry. It was a low point in the life of the primitive church. It happens today. What was it? We will see that next weekend.